So welcome to everybody. So the message today, by faith. When I heard that they were going away, I don't usually put my hand up. I'm normally asked, but this time I put my hand up and I said, I feel like God is stirring a message in my heart and I would like to share it with the body of Christ. And um, it's been a hard message. It's a message on faith, by faith. Our family have been going through a very difficult time. The last six months have probably been the hardest six months that we as a family have endured. And I say that, but when my husband was in ICU fighting COVID, 40 days we warred, warred. We warred for his life. We snatched him out of out of death, literally. And he's a testament of God's goodness. And you would think that when you've experienced something like that, where you have trusted God and seen God come through, that you have faith that can move any mountain. I'm here to tell you that this trial that we've been going through has tested my faith like never before. I have faith. I have, I have faced many giants in my life by the grace of God. But let me tell you, this giant has been relentless six months. And it's not casual praise, it's warfare. It's warfare. And we will win the battle. One thing I've learned is timing belongs to the Lord. Can you say that? Timing belongs to the Lord. He's not a genie that you rub and he just gives you your answers. We are living in a season where we need to stir up our faith. When you're a baby Christian, your prayers get answered very quickly. But once you sign up into that army and you take up your shield of faith, the fiery darts come and we have to stir up the gift of faith. Amen? So obviously I'm going to read from Hebrews 11, so let's start by that. I'm going to go verse by verse because I believe that it will stir up your hearts. And God showed me something while I was studying this word, something I've never seen in the book of Hebrews before. Verse 1 says, now faith is the substance or the realization or the confidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen right? So we have not yet seen the miracle, but we hope and we trust and we believe in God's timing. But verse 3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. I want you to keep your place in Hebrews 11. I'm going to go over to John 1 verses 1 to 5. We know the scripture well. It says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was was God. If you know it, say it. Come on, Charmaine. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shone brightly in the darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. Can I encourage you today? The darkness cannot comprehend what we carry. If you love Jesus, then the word, the light of the world dwells within you and he is shining his light in and through you in your trial. 
in Jesus' name. We hold on to this truth that no darkness can, can come and overtake you. If he who's living in you is greater than he that's of this world, then we are overcomers by faith in Jesus Christ. That word framed in Hebrews 11.3 in the Greek is the word katartizio. I have to use some Greek because our pastor does that, right? So I hope if there's any Greek scholars, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Katartizio. And it means it's... He was arranging, setting in order, preparing and repairing the worlds as he framed the worlds. That's the word of God. Who is the word? Jesus. Amen. He was in the beginning. He is with God. He is God. He formed you and he knows you. Verse 4 says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. So his sacrifice, mingled with faith, was accredited to him as righteous. I want you to hear this this morning. There's a golden thread. Verse 5 says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How do we please God? By faith. The only way we can uh, please God is by faith. So he must have been doing something that pleased God so much that God said, just come up here. Just come up here. Hallelujah. Uh, wouldn't that be awesome? You're so busy pleasing God, walking on that path of faith, and you're enjoying the presence of God, and he says, I'm just taking you right out of this world. Well, we are expecting that because we believe in the rapture. Amen? Amen. Okay, but now, it goes on to say in verse 6, but without faith, it is? impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a, a rewarder of those who believe and who seek him. Amen. So how do we diligently seek him? By faith. We receive him in salvation by faith. We are sanctified by faith. By faith, we enter into his presence. By faith, we behold him. By faith, we believe the report of the Lord and not the report of the doctors. Amen? Anybody believe that? By faith, we trust God whilst walking in the fire. By faith, we look at that giant in front of us and we build up faith to tell that giant who our God is in Jesus' name. Amen? And you can add by faith to whatever your situation looks like. By faith, we diligently seek him. This is my favorite one. I'm going to just miss um, Noah. I want to go actually to, um, to faith by Abraham. Verse 8, please. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. I don't know about you, but it keeps saying that by faith, they were accredited righteousness. And it makes you think, because we think we have to serve, we have to give, and all those are good things. 
But the one thing that pleases God is faith. And when we operate in that place of faith, it gets accredited to our account as righteousness. Amen? We need to stir up our faith. So how do we stir up in this difficult season? I think if we had to ask questions, everybody is is needing a, a touch when it comes to faith, whether it's your business, whether it's your health, whether it's finances, whether it's a child that's gone astray, whether it's health, whether it's whatever it is, I believe that we all need to stir up our faith and believe that God is able. When we walk through a fiery trial and our faith is on the Lord, we actually open the way for an encounter of the supernatural. Does anybody want a supernatural encounter with God? I long, I long for the supernatural encounters of the Lord. When no man can do what only God can do. When you know this is God. When you've given up on doctors. When you've given up on people giving you a diagnosis. But God. But God. It ain't over till God says it's over. Amen in Jesus' name. I hoped one day to be called an ancestor. You're all going to be ancestors, by the way. I'm probably getting this sooner. I'm hoping that one day my seed, seed, and their seed, seed, if the Lord tarries, will look back and say, my Oma Chriki, that Nana Noel, she knew how to slay giants. She knew how to slay giants. I don't know about you, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. How? He had so many battles, but he, the Lord helped him through every one. And when that giant stood in front of him, that, that formidable giant, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that stands before me? The God of Israel shall take you today. And he slayed that giant in Jesus' name. You know, 35 years ago, I feel like Abraham, that it was a little bit like Abraham. Robbie and I were, ignore, were just enjoying our lives, minding our own business, and God interrupted us with a whisper to sell up everything where our church was, where our home, where our friends and family, our children's school at the time, and said, move to a land that you don't know the south of Joburg. We had no idea why we were being brought to Joburg. We were just minding our own business, but a whisper, a nudge brought us here. And then once we had obeyed the first whisper, can I say that sometimes we've got stuck when God has instructed us and we haven't moved forward in obedience. We have to obey God. Otherwise, we stay stuck in that place. Once we obeyed, coming here, not knowing why we were coming here, God said, start a fellowship. And what you see here today is by the grace of God. A seed of faith, just a small seed of faith. If he had shown us what he was going to do, we may have run the other way like Jonah. But God in his providence just took a seed of faith a small step of obedience with a little bit of sacrifice. And look what the Lord has done. We have a, 
a primary school, we have a high school that's growing, we have a pre-primary school that is thriving. By the grace of God, we have a Bible school with a hundred of you attending, and it just goes on and on. We are mission-minded, as we heard last week. God is doing something in our midst, and we thank you for your giving, that we can do our mandate of restoring lives, transforming cities and nations. We got feedback from Pakistan yesterday. Our giving has blessed them. They have gone to their church, the churches that were built, uh, burnt down, and they are making a difference. Thank you. Thank you. Can you just give the Lord a hand? Look what the Lord has done. Amen. I believe we are living in a season where God wants us to step into greater realms of faith. He wants us to stir up our faith. So how do we increase our faith? I'm not going to read for the, time of, of, for the sake of time, but 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11 is where Paul teaches the church in Corinth about the diversities of gifts. So we know there are nine gifts of the Spirit, right? So it says one is given the word of wisdom, another the word of knowledge, another faith, another the working of miracles, another prophecy, another discerning of spirits, another different kind of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. And all of these are by the Holy Spirit. It says that they are gifts. And I don't know if you notice in verse 9 it says the gift of faith. So I want to encourage us this morning First of all, there is the gift of faith for salvation. Each one of you and I, Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So when you put your hand up and the pastor said, Do you want to come forward? You thought that you were operating in, a, you know, in your own flesh. It's the gift of faith. At the right time, you waiting for somebody in your family to come to know the Lord, pray that the gift of faith will be stirred up in their hearts. We don't do it on our own. It is the gift of faith. Amen. The second thing, I want to also, just on the gift of faith, I want to say something the Lord showed me is that the Old Testament patriarchs and prophets, they all looked forward to the cross by faith. They believed that the Messiah would come. They didn't have the privilege like us where we have writings telling us he did come. But they looked forward by faith. And by faith they received salvation. People often ask, what happened why, if Jesus hadn't come, then they couldn't be saved? Well, we are saved by faith. So they looked forward to the cross and they received Christ. We have the privilege, we look back at the cross. And by faith, we receive salvation. Amen? So it takes faith for salvation. Sometimes we have to be persistent in our faith. And I, I was meditating on Mark chapter 5. We're not going to read it. But Jairus, the synagogue ruler, he calls to the Lord. He says, would you come and lay hands on my daughter? For she is very ill. And we know the story. As the Lord is going towards Jairus' house, the woman who had persistent faith, the woman who was desperate, 
crawled on the floor and said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Persistent faith. And we know that as she touched him, the Lord said, who touched me? Because power left him as she touched him by faith. And I was thinking of poor Jairus because now the Lord was on his way to go and touch his daughter and they get news that she's died. Anybody in the house felt like when you've prayed, the Lord is busy with somebody else? And he hasn't, maybe he's forgotten about you. I mean, I'm going to be transparent because in this time, I would be lying if I said to you that I am absolutely walking without any doubt that God is able to do great and mighty things on my behalf. I know he does, but when, when your sight looks at something, sometimes your faith crumbles. It does. I mean, I don't know, am I the only one here? Anybody felt like sometimes, I don't know how, thank you for that hand, brother, you're encouraging me. <laughs> we are human. That's why we don't do this on our own. We have to involve the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but we need to become so aware of his presence, become so desperate, desperate for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need to ask for the, the gift of faith. Can I tell you that all those power gifts of the Holy Spirit can only operate with the gift of faith? If you don't have faith and you lay hands on somebody for healing, nothing will happen. It takes faith. If you do not speak in prophecy with faith, you could miss it. So we need to apply faith to every area of our life. How do we do that? How do we come to a place where we stir up our faith? That man, Jairus, when his daughter died, the Lord said to him, when he said, she's died, he said, do not fear, just believe. If a dream has died, I want to encourage you today, just believe. Just believe. God is still moving mountains. God is still slaying giants. God is still in the business of miracles. God is wanting to show his glory like never before. And all he needs is you to take a step of faith, allow the Holy Spirit to work through you, and reveal, reveal the presence of God. And this takes practice. It's not something that, like a light switch that we switch on and off. Practicing the presence of God, I want to encourage you today. How do I come from that place of seeing and hearing that knocks me off my faith stance? I fall on my knees and I begin to meditate on God's word. I can't encourage myself. I don't have the ability and the words to encourage myself, but God's word, God's word. And you say, well, yes, I do read the word, but how does that really matter when it really matters with faith? Let me tell you, we've all been given a measure of faith. Amen. Romans 12 verses 3 to 8 says, for I say, through the grace given to me, 
to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So nobody sitting here, it didn't say only if you're born again, only if you've accepted Christ. Everyone, regardless of who they are, has received a measure of faith, and it is that measure of faith that will bring you to salvation, and it's that faith that we stir up and we build ourselves up in our most holy faith. How? So there's a few ways, and I want to just quickly go through some ways that we can ask the Lord to help us, because the million-dollar question is, why do I have faith, and then why do I stumble and fall? Why is it so difficult So we have the promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will go and I will send the comforter for you. So we have the Holy Spirit. Say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you came. We don't do this alone. Isn't that wonderful? If you feel alone, ask the Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you. I need your presence in Jesus' name. He's the giver of the gifts. Amen. So we need to... Engage in the Holy Spirit as we become aware of his presence and invite him into our affairs. The burdens and the fears become more manageable because we realize it's not just up to me to manage this because faith comes through the Lord. Amen. I'm not alone. The giver of the gifts wants to help me. So position yourself. Be aware of the Holy Spirit. Position yourself. Say, Lord, I need more of your presence. I need more of your spirit. As I see him working, even in the smallest of miracles, my faith begins to grow. And I stir up my faith. When you begin to reach out and touch people by faith, and you know it's not you, You know it's the Holy Spirit. He's the one that wants to work on behalf of each of us. And by faith, that little little nudge, let me just do that. Anything is possible. And there's no age limit on the Holy Spirit. We don't get a mini baby Holy Spirit for our younger people in the congregation. He's powerful. He's awesome. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the spirit of the most high God. And he needs to use you and me as vessels to impart his glory that he wants to impart in this season. In Jesus' name. Amen. So it's the Holy Spirit. We need to trust him. The second thing that I want to say is read the word. There she goes again. (laughs) Read the word. Why do we read the word? It is the word of God. And you'll be surprised. Sometimes we hear in our spirit the voice of the Holy Spirit. But sometimes he leads us to something in the word. And he speaks loud and clear. And he can confirm that word two or three times in the word. So eat the word. I always say meditate, read it. It is manna from heaven. It feeds your spirit. It feeds you when you need to be fed. 
If we don't, if we don't make space for the Holy Spirit when we read the Bible, it'll just be another book. But as you say, Holy Spirit, I need something from you today. And as you open the word of God and he shows you, your faith gets stirred. Your faith gets stirred. Amen. The other reason is you read about the, the men of faith, the men and women of faith. I think of Moses. Yeah, he's just seen all these miracles that God's done and getting the people out of captivity. He's standing at the Red Sea. Huge, I've been at the Red Sea, huge sea in front of them. And they've got the, the, the Egyptians chasing them. God could have in that moment just opened the waters. But it's fascinating that he, he required of Moses to do something, to stretch the rod. Whatever's in your hand, the Lord is saying, do it. Apply what is in your hand and do it. A step of faith. How can you imagine standing with this vast sea, hearing the chariots coming, having six million men, that's without women and children at least, standing, and now, Moses, and you're responsible. Imagine what he felt like. And he stretches forth his rod, and the sea opens. Take what is in your hand. It's enough. It's enough. Daniel has been blessing my heart so much. Daniel, the decree is made that anyone that serves any God other than what King Darius and his people serve, that they would be thrown into the lion's den. What does he do? He's, it says he goes immediately to his house. He opens the windows and he bows, and he begins to worship the living king. Amen. Knowing that the decree says anyone who does that will be thrown into the lion's den. I always thought he said, if my God saves me, he saves me, and all of that. But I read an interesting thing. It's Daniel 6.16. I don't think I gave it to the guys. Um, I think it's 16. Mm-hmm. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king loved Daniel, and he said, Daniel, your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Praise the Lord. Sometimes our faith is for somebody else to encounter Christ. Sometimes the battle that you are going through, that you're walking through, it's not actually so much about you and your battle. It's what are you projecting? What are you showing people? Though he slay me, yet will I serve him. You, sometimes, like Moses, we, get, we are part of somebody else's faith. But sometimes when we are like Daniel and we're in the lion's den, we become the testimony for somebody else. And King Darius said, the God that you serve. I mean, he didn't believe in this God, but because he'd made the decree and he had to let it go through, he said, your God will deliver you. And faith was stirred. And we know the story. I mean, Daniel comes out there unharmed, unscathed, uneaten. 
not even a toe taken off. Whatever happened, I'd love to know what happened that night in the lion's den. Imagine. I think the Lord just said, sleep to the lions. And Daniel just walked around, marveling at this great God that he serves. In Jesus' name, let's give the Lord praise for that testimony. Daniel was referred to as one who had an excellent spirit. Do we have an excellent spirit? I think that we need to be working on, you know, we work so hard, especially as you get older, it takes longer to put this face on. <laughs> we work so hard on the flesh, you know, how we look. And I mean, I know Jason, he pumps iron, and my grandson is pumping iron, and their bodies are looking so good. But we need to give as much time, as much time as we give to this little casing. We need to give to the Lord. Build up your spirit. Build up your most holy faith in the Lord. Let him use you. I want to say, not only read the word, and I will be remembered for this, but memorize the word. Memorize. Don't say I'm too old. I, I argued with the Lord so many times when I heard that word memorized. I said, Lord, I can't remember sometimes what happened yesterday. So how am I going to remember your word? But you know, by faith, I took it and I said, Holy Spirit, renew this mind. Let me take your word and eat it like manna for my spirit man. Let me eat your word and let me not forget it. And during my husband's 40 days incarceration, I can't tell you how the Lord dropped scriptures into my heart. And I began to quote them in the midnight hour. When the enemy comes, when you're your weakest, when you're sleeping and you wake up and your heart is racing and you haven't thought of anything, but you wake up so anxious. Anybody been there? Like, it's like fear just wants to, Ross, you don't have to fear, my darling. You've got Jesus in your heart, man. That young man that gave his life to the Lord just blesses me so much. And today you're re receiving more, Ross, in Jesus' name. He's got such beautiful childlike faith. But I want to tell you something. When the enemy comes and you feel afraid, if you've got scripture, you say to him, Satan, Jesus, when he was being tempted, said, it is written. It is written. It's become my favorite saying in this time. Satan, it is written. It is written. He that dwells in me is greater than what you are trying to do. And I do not have a spirit of fear, but of power. I have a mind that is full of power and sound by the Holy Spirit. And I use that. You know that when you start to speak like that, even if your knees are quaking, faith rises. Faith. And the more, you know, I think when we take up the shield of faith and we see that enemy, but faith has risen in your heart. I want to tell you something. The enemy must flee. Because greater is he that is in me. And I say that often, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will not be moved by my sight. I will not be moved by what I hear. When you see everything contradicting what you are believing for, 
sometimes we feel like throwing the towel in. I want to encourage you today, stand. And having done all, continue to stand. And like Daniel, pray. You know, we don't need flowery words. Just pray. Open your mouth and speak. Say, Father, this is where I am. I need you now. Let faith arise in my heart. I stir up the gift of faith. Increase my faith. Like that man in the Bible that said, the Lord said, do you believe? He says, yes, I believe. But Lord, help my unbelief. Many times we believe, but then there's this unbelief that wants to come. Lord, help my unbelief. And then where do you go? Holy Spirit, the word. Give me a word now to increase my faith in Jesus' name. And then finally, we need to live in a place of thanksgiving and of worship. Not because the answers come. You need to worship, lift up holy hands. Thank God that you have breath in your lungs. Thank God that you woke up this morning. Thank God that you are impacting cities and nations. Thank God that you are the catalyst in your family. Thank you, God, for everything that you're going to do in my family. Call in those people that need to come to salvation. Use your mouth and say, Deborah. I call you in, in Jesus' name. Let the gift of faith be stirred up in you. May you receive Christ. Don't give up on your, your, the people that are not serving God. It's God's will for them to be saved, in Jesus' name. Antifadia, your family, we pray for God to do an amazing thing. It doesn't matter what their belief system is. My God is greater than the gods of this earth. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want to encourage you. Carve out time for his presence. Carve out time to be quiet in his presence. Carve out time. I've now been so encouraged um, at prayer on Thursday. Nellie really blessed me when she spoke about Daniel, and I went back and I read Daniel again. And I was challenged there. We do pray, I'm sure like all of you, I often just, you know, in my talking, I'm praying to the Lord. But I felt this sense that we actually need to become very deliberate. And when I sit in my chair where I, where I meet with the Lord, Sometimes my mind can divert to other things and to the problem instead of to the Lord. I want to say I've started to kneel. I know not everybody can, but I put a cushion and I actually go down on my knees and I purposefully engage with the Holy Spirit. I seek Him diligently. I kneel because when I'm in that position, I'm reminded I can't be thinking of other things because I can only kneel for so long. So make it, make it work. Make it count. Amen? Go on your knees. I'm even putting my alarm on for the midday. Because I do pray in the morning and I do pray in the evening. But midday, five minutes, wherever you are, be conscious. If you can't kneel down, but make, carve out time. Not to ask, and that's where I was convicted, just to give thanks. Dave, it doesn't say that Daniel said, oh God, please don't throw me in the lion's den while I'm serving you. It said he gave thanks. Thanksgiving and worship 
touches the Father's heart. We were created for worship. That was what we were created for. Everything is by the way, but we were created for worship. Use the word of God in your prayer. I have begun to pray psalms and personalizing them. We I speak what David speaks, but I make it personal. If you have a lack of words, man, you have a Bible full of words that you can use. And the word of God says that his word will not return to him void in Jesus' name. I'm reminded of those lepers. Ten came, cried out, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy. And he said, go and show yourselves to the priest. He didn't say, let me lay hands on you and heal you. He just said, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they were walking, they were healed. They were cleansed, actually, cleansed. And one comes running back and falls down at the feet of Jesus and says, thank you. He says, but weren't there 10 of you? But one comes back to praise God and to worship God. He said, now you will be made whole. So leprosy, you lose limbs and things like that. So the others, the leprosy stopped, but he received his full wholeness. That is what Thanksgiving does. Amen. As the worship team comes forward, please. If those lepers had decided to doubt and not go, they would not have received. Our obedience is very important. For us to walk by faith, we need to be obedient. I've seen many people don't get breakthrough, and it's not because of God. It's because of disobedience. Disobedient, you've heard something, whether it's to shift something in your life, whether it's to trust God, whether it's to speak to somebody, a small thing, and you have resisted. And then you wonder, why can't I hear the Lord? Why can't I hear his voice? I want to say to you today, obedience, obedience. You've heard the word. Ask the Holy Spirit this morning, shift my heart, shift my heart, Lord. Make my heart soft in your presence. Let me hear your voice. Help me to read your word to invite the Holy Spirit. Help me to give thanks in the midst. Are you able to give thanks in the midst? As hard as that is, it doesn't make sense, but that's what faith is. When you begin to praise God, when it feels like the walls are closing in, that's faith. And faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. May we all Just increase our faith by a small measure this morning. And this is the way we do it, step by step. Trust God. Cry out to him. Cleanse your own heart. Be in right standing with him. Don't let the enemy have anything that he can accuse you of. Trust him. And then step out in faith. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, my Lord. Father, we ask this morning, increase our faith. 
I stir up the gift of faith. I thank you that by the Holy Spirit, I don't walk this journey alone. You are with me every step of the way. Increase my faith to believe for the more, for the supernatural interventions. Help me, Lord, to ask for those gifts that you have for me that I can use for your glory. The gifts are not for ourselves. The gifts are for others. If you desire the gift of healing, ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I want to walk in such faith that when I lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. In Jesus' name. I want to understand what the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, but I want it to be accurate. Let the Holy Spirit give unction. Let the Holy Spirit give unction and wisdom. May I increase in my faith when I prophesy that I prophesy only what you want me to say. I exercise faith. I exercise faith. In Jesus' name.